Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. We call him Baffled Bill. Baffled Bill learned stuff the hard way. Loves the great outdoors, always wanted an RV. Kids were going to love it, wife was going to love it. He couldn't fail. Bought that RV, gathered the family, and took them camping. Oops, turns out, uh, not everyone loves the great outdoors. Never saw it coming. Bill turns his face to the sky. My kingdom for a mulligan. But no one answers. See, there's only one RV dealer that lets you change your mind after the ink is dry and the money changed hands. And that's Rick Showers at Noble RV. Right, Rick? That's right, Bob. Wait, is that true? You actually buy back one of your used RVs if the customer changes their mind? You got it, Bob. Seriously? For any reason? Right again, Bob. Poor baffled Bill. Well, at least you can learn from his mistake. And that's Noble. NobleRV.ca. Stephen, my notes say Starbucks today. Now I don't know. Are we are we heading to Starbucks? We're going to do the drive-through. I've got credit on my Starbucks card. What what do you want? Five buck lattes. Here we come. All right. <laughs> now, you know the thing that's interesting about Starbucks, and we're going to go back to the early days of Starbucks. Because one of the problems is Starbucks business seems obvious today, but I'm going to tell you, if Howard Schultz back in the early days came into your office pitching you to invest in Starbucks, you'd probably tell him to get the hell out of your office. So Starbucks was founded in 71 and Howard Schultz bought it in 1980. At that time, I'm not sure whether it was four or six stores, but it was just a couple of stores in the Seattle area. And you know, today... They have over 30,000 locations. They're doing $25 billion in revenue. They are everywhere, Mm -hmm. right? And in fact, they've had such an impact on the coffee business. It's even changed how McDonald's, you know, McDonald's has created the McCafes in response to what's going on with Starbucks. But here's the thing. Let's go back to the early days, because one of the things we're often talking about in the Empire Builders podcast is how you got to do things that are bold and different if you want to build an empire. Copying everybody else, fine, you can get a little bit of growth, but you aren't going to change the world, you aren't going to change your industry, and you aren't going to become a billion-dollar business doing that. So let's go back to the early days of Starbucks. And if you want to learn more about the Starbucks story, I recommend reading the book, Pour Your Heart Into It, uh, which is written by Howard Schultz. It's a fascinating story about this business. But here's the thing. If we go back into the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, the belief in the coffee business was coffee sales were declining overall. Believe it or not, like you look at a Starbucks today and look how many young people are in it. The demographics for coffee back then were old people mm-hmm. who were dying off. The coffee business was dying with its consumer. Coffee prices were declining. A cup of joe is what coffee was. And it was drunk in diners with those linoleum counters and people smoking and the tacky. You remember the tacky little metal trim that was screwed in and some surly waitress. They were located in Seattle and the Seattle economy was poor, was abysmal. Boeing 
the largest employer was struggling and laying people off right, left, and center. Schultz was in the coffee business and he had just returned from a trip to Italy where he experienced Italian coffee and cafes. And he said, you know, this seems like a good idea for the United Mm -hmm. States. What I'm going to do is I'm going to charge a premium price for coffee. Remember, coffee prices are declining. The local economies, the shits, your consumers dying off. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to charge a premium price for my coffee. And I'm and I believe the reason why coffee is dying is because we have a crappy product and a terrible experience. And I'm going to change that. I'm going to charge five dollars. Prices are declining, the economy's crap, and you're the, the price like, of a full meal. <laughs> right. Right. You would have kicked that guy out of your office. You would have said, There's the door, Howard. I love you, but you're a moron. You're yeah. a man you're crazy, you're deranged. And today, the coffee business has completely changed. They revolutionized that entire business and they made billions of dollars in the process. And by the way, if you're really interested, Schultz left and he's back. Sounds kind of similar, right? Apple, Mm -hmm. Jobs left and he's back. If you're really interested, go to YouTube and see what they're doing with their really premium stores in in Chicago and places like that. It's like Willy Wonka uh, Mm. designed a coffee store. They are incredible they are going to change the coffee business again but that's a story for for another time the thing that's really interesting the lesson on this is if you looked at starbucks today it doesn't look revolutionary they became big because what they did was actually revolutionary and they believed in it and they looked beyond the data the data would say don't do it Coffee drinkers are dying off. The price is falling. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. The data says don't do it. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Brought to you by the Least Full of Shit Marketers Association of America. Yes, that's a low bar, but we clear it mightily. We're also the largest pay-per-performance branding group in North America, and that part's for reals. If you're looking for advertising advice geared towards local owner-operated companies, this is your podcast. And now you can pick the brains of these advertising geniuses over lunch without having to pay for lunch or even leave your office. We're talking 90 minutes of straight answers to all your burning questions about lead generation, customer acquisition, mass media branding, how to get off the paper crack treadmill, anything you want. And the only coin required is candor. Because we can't give no bullshit advice without basing it off no BS data on your company, competitive landscape, operations, and all that jazz. We send you a pre-Zoom questionnaire. You fill it out candidly, and boom, Bob's your uncle, you're in like Flynn, and we'll be frank as fuck in giving you the straight scoop on all the advertising and business growth questions you always wanted to know, but were too afraid to ask. You'll also get our no pitching and no bitching guarantee. No pitching means we won't pitch you or try to sell you in any way. If you want more after 90 minutes, you'll have to ask. And no bitching means if you don't think the meeting was worth your 90 minutes, we'll send you 100 bucks. Consider it us picking up the tab for lunch and putting our money where our mouth is. Sound like a not-so-full-of-shit offer? Well, that is what we're known for. Take us up on it at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. Coffee drinkers are dying off. The price is falling. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. The data says don't do it. He did one of the things we talk about, you know, learning. Bring an idea from somewhere else and apply it. He saw this in Italy and he said, this would work in the United States. Now, it'd be really easy to dismiss that and go, well, that's Italy. That's not the United States. That's, uh, you know, that's this, that's not that. 
-hmm. Our greatest learning comes from looking at other industries, other geographies, other things, and pulling those things into our world. But of course, everybody will dismiss it by saying, well, you know, that's, that's Italy. That'll never work in the United States. Do you, do you think he came across that idea of the third place while he was in Italy, that, that it wasn't just about the coffee? Absolutely. When you read his book, it's very, very much about the third place, the relationship with the barista, a nice place to sit and mm -hmm. have a cup of coffee. Yes, that is as important, if not more important than the coffee itself. It's it's having that place. You know, when you when you talk about how we we can't see the coffee business without seeing Starbucks today because of that. If you ask somebody to go grab a cup of coffee, odds are, unless there's some uh, really popular local Starbucks knockoff, it's going to be which Starbucks are we meeting at? And even the knockoffs are not the diners. They are cafes that mm -hmm. have tried to also do something interesting, whether it's their own take on coffee or the decor, or like there's one near me where you've got to walk down this little alleyway and it's hidden at the back of the alleyway. Yeah. And it's this, you go in and it's got these big rafters and skylights and all this, all this other stuff. Look, Starbucks influence is so great, especially when you talk about place. It now defines place. Mm -hmm. Well-documented fact that if a Starbucks opens in your neighborhood, real estate prices go up. So to your point of place is if I see that there's a Starbucks I automatically assume it's a desirable neighborhood and I want to live there. So what's the lesson here for, for a small business owner that, that you can apply universally? It's two things. One is, and it's always this whole idea that you got to be bold. Part of knowing you're on to the right idea is if everybody thinks you're a little crazy, mm -hmm. right? And that's the reason why I, I like to word it as bold, not big. It's about being bold. Everyone, people are like, well, I just, I don't know. That's Italy. And it's not the United States. That won't work here. When you hear those things, you know, you're at least, it still might be a poor idea, but you're on the right track. If you don't hear those things, question yourself. So that's, that's one lesson. But the other is we need to continually be looking outside of our box. The problem is when we look for success, if, if, if you're a jeweler, mm -hmm. common thing to do is let me look at what all the other jewelers are doing. What are all right. the jewelers doing? Or even worse yet, what are the retailers in my neighborhood doing? We mm -hmm. need to look outside. You don't learn from your industry. You learn from other industries and figure out how to apply it. You learn from other geographies and figure out how to, how to apply it. And don't get caught in the trap of, oh, that won't work. That only works for this. Figure out how to make these other ideas work. And they do. And, and we'll have other examples going forward of businesses that took an idea from somewhere else and brought it and applied it on something that kind of looked a little crazy at the time that now that they're, they're these big monsters, doesn't look crazy. Mm -hmm. But back in 1980, it was a little nuts. A little nuts. So when, when people call you crazy, it might just be you're on the right track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't be afraid of that. To your point on place, the story Howard Schultz tells of talking about place in terms of being in Italy and how he applied that to Starbucks is so fascinating and so well told that you really want to read it for yourself and pour your heart into it. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to schedule your own 90-minute Empire Building session, you can do it at empirebuildingprogram.com. <music>